On today's episode of The Social Strategy, we are breaking down the phenomena that is community. No, it is no longer just a buzzword. It is something that everybody is a part of, whether you're a brand, a creator, a customer, or you're just looking for a group that to, to connect with and share similar interests with. We'll also talk about some examples of some great brand communities, some great creator communities. We'll talk through a little case study of a community that evolved through a mistake. And I might end up getting replaced as co-host because I think Madison has found her new best friend. Um, so stay tuned and look forward to uh, breaking down all that is community. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to the social strategy. We are going to be talking about all things community, the phenomenon that is community. Uh, we'll have some strategies, some tips, some takeaways, some action items for folks to go and uh, learn more about how to build communities in your own day to day. Um, so without further ado, I guess I'll throw it over to Madison and to get us started with kind of some of the stuff that we're ready to talk about today. Yes, I'm so excited for this topic. It basically, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but it actually, we decided we wanted to talk about this because of an article that came out Yes. on a specific couch, which <laughs> is kind of how we got the name of our, of our room today was because yes. I kind of copied the name of the article. So you guys will, you'll hear about that in a little bit. Awesome. But to kind of kick things off, since we are talking about brand community, Brian, why don't you, do you want to start off and share your favorite brand community? Because I, I know what it is, and it, it yeah. is, I, I feel like you should kick it off because it's a pretty good one. I mean, it's okay. around, yeah. why, why don't you get, kick it off, and then I'll, you can throw it back over to me, and then I'll talk about my brand community. Beautiful. So my favorite community that I'm a part of, that I have been a fan of since I was 18 years old, um, for those of you who don't know anything about me, I'm currently 31, <laughs> so I've been, been a fan of theirs for 13 years, um, but I am a stoolie. I have been a huge fan of Barstool Sports forever. I know that it's a little bit kind of quote-unquote taboo, but ultimately, I think from my side, it's been just an unbelievable way for me to connect with people who love talking about sports at bars. And that's just what I like to do. Personally, that's like a huge thing for me. So I have been a huge fan of Barstool, um, more so now in terms of like a few specific podcasts. But um, for me, I have just been a huge fan of theirs. And I have gone to some of their events. I have gone, I have purchased merch from them. Um, I have actually met people through others who have been at these events and developed friendships through that. Um, so it's been something that's been just a very, um, integral part of kind of how I go about, we'll call it sports culture, so to speak. Um, and that's kind of my, my favorite community. I feel like that, that'll be a great example of what we're going to kind of talk, go into a little bit later is almost that, like that community, it wasn't, it wasn't a brand. It was right. a community first. Right. And because of that interest, because of that those humans that were basically creating this community, then the brand was born out of that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was something, you know, I read the blog very early on. I can actually recall exactly when I started reading it. I was 18 in bio lab in college. And I, someone said, Hey, like check out this article about the Ottawa senators. And I was like, all right, let's jump in. And I just really got attached to some of the original personalities. Um, 
and they just kind of spoke a, about sports in a very kind of similar way that I would talk about with my friends. And uh, sometimes it's just like, you know, I don't necessarily agree with everything that's gone about them with their brand, but at the same time, I think like for me, I, I, I consume it just to kind of stay on top of all of the things going on around the sports world, sports culture world, and just really, really kind of enjoyed it that way. So I'll, I'll get into my brand. If anybody listening has like a specific or, you know, a dying passion for a brand community that they are a part of, please raise your hand. We'll have you come up on stage to talk about it. We love having people on the stage. So go ahead and raise your hand. But the brand community I am going to talk about that I am a part of is basically, so it stemmed from the podcast, which now is called The Morning Toast. Yes. So it, w- it was originally called the morning breath, some stuff happened and then they kind of re- had to rebrand and now they are the morning toast. And I love, I mean, so they're a podcast, it's two sisters. They are just these New York girls who are just so relatable in really a, a lot of things that they say. And which yep. is why I, I really love the listening to them. They, they share about pop culture so it's it's a really fun podcast to listen into, and they've created an insane community that actually got to a point where a lot of their community turned against them. Ooh. But so yeah, so but that's why it's kind of an interesting like almost case study. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later about that whole you know the challenges that come with brand communities, but basically Ooh. they are like I said this podcast and so what they did which I think was genius they created all of these Facebook groups and they had different people that were like diehard toasters what they call them (laughs) and they had them admin these groups and they these groups like I'm still in them today they actually the the girls of the morning toast Claudia and Jackie they no longer admin any of the groups wow the groups are still thriving and they originated because of the following from the morning toast. So there's a million Facebook groups, like for pretty much anything you can imagine. I'm in like, you know, a fashion group, a beauty group. I'm in yep. a New Jersey group. Like hey. trying to find other people who are living in New Jersey, who also like this podcast and really anything that you can think of there, there's a, a Trader Joe's group. That's also another brand community I'm a part of that I could oh, go amazing. on and on talking about. But yeah, it's it's really been an amazing thing that I've watched grow. And I didn't even, I wasn't even a part of this community from the beginning. I, I, jo- I did join when they were still the morning breath, but yeah. it's been really amazing to see how these girls have, because it's just the two of them and like the, this small podcast that they had originally created just blew up and created these amazing communities that have kind of gone off and admin themselves, if you will. It's amazing. So it's, yeah. And so anytime I need a recommendation for something, I go to these groups. Like I'm, I'm a part of one that's about traveling and they have a Facebook group that has like sub like basically they have a list of oh, all of the incredible. different threads and different posts for different cities across the US for different countries so you can go if you're say you're trying to go to Austin Texas they have a specific thread that they link to in the group 
that you can easily find. And it has every single person in that group's recommendation that has given one for Austin, Texas. Amazing. It is, it is insane. And so it's the really the best thing because it's also, I feel like a lot of the people that are in that community are very similar to me. Right. You know, young millennial girls. And so that's why I, I have that trust in those communities to give me recommendations that I know I will like. You know, I think that's like probably one of the best ways if we think about like how to build actual community and, you know, we, we'll, we'll go into some of the topics we're talking about and maybe this is the natural segue. Like you can see you guys, we're getting a lot, lot, lot better at this. But I think from that side, like authenticity is the key, is one of the key things to building a brand community. Like if you're going to just talk about like kind of superficial or like things that just don't feel real, like it's hard to grab that engagement, right? Like it feels like it's not going to allow you to do the things that you really want to do with the community, which is drive engagement, drive conversation, just do anything that builds that level of authenticity. So it's like kind of like lean into it, like be yourself, be who you want to be. Cause it's, that's why the internet was, is, was, was created to connect people and you're never going to be able to connect. It's like, just human psychology. If you're, if you're not able to be yourself, you're never going to connect with someone who has, who has uh, similar interests. It's just kind of con like continuously fade ultimately. So what are the big things that like Revolve does? Cause like I, you know, from an outsider perspective, like when I look at, when I, when I hear the name Revolve, like my mind initially and, and almost immediately goes to the bachelor, bachelorette franchise. Right. I mean, like call a spade a spade. Right. But at that stage, it's like, they really have built a super loyal following through a number of different ways. And I think it's just like, huh, that's, so what, what, what are some of the things that make Revolve's community so, I guess, attractive to people ultimately? They also do an amazing job of event activations with the brands that are partners on their website. Like if you just, if you've been uh, following or anybody who's listening has been following Revolve, they just did like, a flower market where they had you were stop oh my gosh okay i'm so jealous right oh, now oh man there's they, a there's like a legit was... relationship forming here and i'm like <laughs> i'm like the third wheel it's incredible that's okay that's Sorry, Ryan. No, but it, it was really really beautiful and also i think that one of the things that also helps is that whoever is like in charge of creating their activations does it in a way that is so on brand for them but also so different from any other activations they've ever done in the past. And then it just, they're able to so seamlessly incorporate their brand partners. Like they had all these different brands that were, had different like flower stations and all of everything at the event made sense for each individual brand. It was, it was so interesting how they were able to put that together. And so it's just like, they, they've just done a really good job of, not only cultivating their com their community because like I'm I mean I try and be a Revolve girl like I'm literally the farthest thing from it but I love Revolve I get most of my clothes from there because I just love all the brands that they offer and I love being able to post like I'm in a top from Revolve and that's something they've been able to so expertly curate but yeah so yes they're, they're an amazing brand community I think we could go on and on about them but. I will say, I think we should kind of dive into a little bit what kind of stemmed the reason why we're talking about brand community in this kind of episode. And 
our, our girl Britt is here. She's in the audience today, but she shared an article from the New Yorker. So this brand, if you're from New York, you know, ABC carpet, they are, you know, a high end furniture store and they did a little bit of an oopsie and <laughs> they, so basically there's like 200 people that ordered this specific couch. And I know this sounds really weird right now, but I, I promise I'm getting there. And all, all these 200 people like got their couch delayed. So ABC carpet, as they do, sends out an email saying, you know, here, your, your couch is delayed. They forgot to BCC everyone Oops. and instead CC'd everyone. Oops. So these like over 200 people all were on this email chain about how they're not getting this couch that it's delayed. And it ended up spawning this like community within itself, all from a BCC. Literally overnight. Just, <laughs> yeah, overnight, which is just incredible and really shows you the power of communities forming when you have a similarity, even if it's as small as being on an email chain from a couch that you ordered. That is something that is able to literally create this entire email thread that ended up like this one girl was like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and shoot my shot. She was like, I'm an, I'm an NYC. I'm 29 year old single woman looking for a Jewish man. That's what she put in the email thread. Get out and, of here. Yep. And everybody on the email thread was like, yeah, way to go. Zoe. like, let's try and match you up with people. Like it, it was really amazing. Wow. wow. <laughs> it was, it was really awesome. Like, and this whole article talks about all these different responses from people and they were just able to create like these friendships almost all because of ABC carpet's little mishap. And it even ended up where they, they started talking about this fundraiser for a family. They created a GoFundMe page and they named it serendipitous ABC Sears. So like even that went live, they started exchanging photos. They were talking about the Suez Canal blocking and people were chiming in like, oh, maybe that's why our couch is delayed. <laughs> oh my God. All right, bad radio, but my job was literally on the, the <laughs> on my desk listening to that, like how that evolved out of literally just endless amounts of communication, just giving people that ability to connect, right? And like, that is why the word community has been thrown around so often, right? Like yep. the pandemic accelerated people's internet use. I don't know the exact stat, but I'll just get a little hyperbolic and say like 700% increase of uh, time spent... Yeah, spent on the internet during the pandemic. And if we recall, the purpose of the internet was to create connection between people, right? That was what it originally started as. It started as, you know, chat rooms and chat boards and all of these different things, but it's evolved to becoming something so much more, right? And it's not just a buzzword. If done right, and, I, and we'll talk about certain ways of doing it right, but like if it's done right, you're going to be able to really engage people on their turf and be able to hear real, authentic, genuine experiences with not only your brand, but how people are talking about your brand, how people can actually like 
interact with your brand and become a part of it, like we heard from the Revolve uh, story earlier. And I think that's just a, the, the thing that's just really blown my mind is how something as simple as not having it be BCC and actually be CC'd, how all of a sudden these people come together because they have a similar experience and now they're like, it's evolved into something completely different. I think that's just so fascinating. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you bring up the idea of how these brands and, or just any community that is kind of created, how it really puts into like a bigger perspective that there are people in this world that no matter how small your interest, there are other people who are just like you. And that is one of, I feel like the basics of like these communities that are created. And something that's funny that came out of this email is that, you know, all these people originally in the beginning of the email chain were like, are you kidding? I've been waiting for this couch for months, like so upset. But then because of this community that was formed, it became this thing, this almost like positive thing that came out of it. Yeah. And people were even like saying like later on in the email thread, they were saying, you know what? We're all in this struggle together. The couch is so minor. We're all in a pandemic right now. And that, and they were all able to come together as a group. And maybe, I mean, this was a kind of a genius mistake for ABC carpet to make because that GoFundMe that this group started ABC then went on to match the donations raised by the GoFundMe. So talk about a great customer service experience or at least like a great brand experience. Yeah. They ended up putting up money for that GoFundMe that was created from their BCC. Right. And if we talk about like the go-to line for all this, we know it, we've heard it. I've talked about it before, but community is an input, not an output. Right. Allie White says that so well. And this is another great example of it. Right. Like you use this to build so much awareness to show people like, hey, we recognize the mistake. We're jumping in. We're a part of it. And you're doing something so much more with it than you ever thought possible. And I think it's like really interesting to me to like see like how communities kind of form, right? Do they come from brands? Do they come from people? Do they come from interests, right? And I think it's just so interesting that in these different circumstances, at the end of the day, that core belief is still the case. Community is an input, never an output. Yes, I love that. And I think that this is just such a great example of how brand communities can just be created off of how I said before, like a small interest, it could be a Mm -hmm. large interest. It really is just once you find a group of people who are just like invested in the same thing, it's incredible what can happen because not only are, and we talk a lot about how, you know, these brands have been able to make a community. So like the Mm -hmm. morning toast, the Mm -hmm. podcast made a, made their own community, ABC carpet, this community was built off of that brand, Right. but how it can also go the other way where, and we were talking how kind of Brienne was talking about influencers and how just one person can create these huge communities like the skinny confidential. Her name's Lauren Everett. She created, you know, this skinny confidential, this community of, you know, beauty lovers who love clean beauty and Mm -hmm. all these different types of things. And it's incredible how one person can then create these giant communities off of that. So it's like, there's, and, and I know 
I feel like in the past year, community has been thrown around so much. Mm -hmm. So it's, I feel like it's important that we kind of define that a little bit because the brand brand community, we also have like mini communities, but basically the way that we kind of define brand community is you kind of like take like, so there's like micro communities. So those are kind of like based off of common interests. So that could be like vegan cooking or like gaming or something. And then, so brand communities are more like take that type of micro community and kind of base it with a brand or a product. And that's how they kind of stem these large brand communities. Yep. Yeah. So it's definitely interesting to see the different ways that things get, get created. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about Madison from your experiment, from your experience, how, what are some of the biggest challenges that you find come when you start to create these individual communities? What are some of those, I guess, roadblocks, hurdles that people experience that I think would benefit people who are listening in right now? Yeah, so I feel like we kind of talked about it a little bit. So with the morning toast, they did end up having a situation where the people who were in the community were such diehard fans that when the one of the girls of the morning toast had a little bit of a slip up and she did apologize for it. Right. But because they were such diehard fans, they kind of held them on a pedestal. Mm. And we're like, you need to be perfect and you need to think the way I mm. think. Mm. And you made, you made a slip up and we're just not okay with that. Yeah. So that can be a major challenge that comes with these brand communities that are created is that brands, I mean, if, if one is created from a brand, the best way to create a community is not really having control over it. Right. But then you run into the issue where then it can get out of control. Yeah. Kind of what happened with them. Right. Right. So it's definitely like if you are a brand who is looking to create a community, definitely start with those who already are your customer. Yeah. Maybe it's that you just start with people who have been your customer for the past 10 years. Yeah. Like start very small. Find people within that community who are interested in, I mean, and it could be also something that's as small as like starting a rewards program, right? That could be the beginning of your community because at least when you have something that starts like that, then those are the people who are really invested in the community and they care about the brand. And this is if you're trying to, as a, as a brand, trying to create a community. Right, right, right. So I would say that is something that is very important because you know, as I mentioned, a brand really should just focus on monitoring the community. They shouldn't control it. They shouldn't influence it besides, you know, putting out products. The people that are in the community should really be the ones that are creating the conversation and growing the community and inviting people. So they're, they're definitely, it can definitely get a little bit challenging because there's just, in the beginning, especially when you're trying to create it, there's just so much you need to do from like a setup perspective. So yeah. you kind of need to decide, you know, what platform are we going to do it on? Yep. Are we going to do it on just like a forum? So like mm-hmm. there's a there's a 
brand that I actually just talked to, The Little Spoon, they have an actual like parenting platform that is just a forum. It's called Is This Normal? And you can just type in a, a question that you have or nice. search for a question that you have and maybe it's already been answered. So that's an incredible way to create a community. They've done an, an amazing job of creating a community around their brand. Yeah. You can choose it to be a Facebook page like we've kind of been talking about. Yep. Or it could be, like I mentioned, a rewards program or an affiliate program like Glossier has done an incredible job yep. with their sort of like affiliate type program that they have. Yeah. You can even do it on Slack. Like, very <laughs> cute. We have the coffee shop. Which exactly. We absolutely love it. Anybody can join it. And that is on Slack. Exactly. So it takes a little bit of work up front. But once you're able to cultivate this community and they can kind of take the reins, that's when it really is a, a huge success and does these incredible things like how Revolve has. Or, yep. I mean, these some of these influencers have created their own communities that have now created brands for them like right. they literally have brands that they, they've created themselves off of the feedback from their community because you know their community was like hey there's this white space for this product that i would love and i can't find it anywhere or somebody in your community is constantly asking the same question over and over that's a great way for you to then create content off of that for like your blog there there's so many things that you could do. I could, I could go on and on. But yeah, <laughs> definitely, from a challenge perspective, it's definitely important to like start it on a, a very small scale and make sure you have, you know, some set community guidelines yeah. in order to like make sure that, and also it's important that you cultivate a space that people feel like they can trust each other, which yeah. is why community guidelines are so important. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The communities I'm a part of impact so many different facets of my life because like all of my, not all of them, a lot of my friends also listen to the morning toast. So it gives us topics to talk about. Like if something happens like on the morning toast, that's funny, or they talk about a story that we find interesting. We then go and have a conversation based off of that. And so yep. that is something that has now come kind of out of the community into my own personal community. It, it goes off of the Facebook page, off of the, off of my phone and, you know, in real life. I love that. Yeah. So that's definitely one of the, the biggest things for me. And also with like, you know, revolve and things like that. I just, I feel like when I'm up because I'm a part of these communities, I get such better recommendations or bet I get better answers to questions that I have that I don't have in my personal life. Somebody who can give me the answer to, if that makes sense. Like yep. I, if I have a question about something about a topic that maybe it has to do with work or about an interest of mine that I, that is different from interest from my friends. So they wouldn't really know the answer to, or I'm looking for just like a specific travel destination to go to and none of my friends have been there I can kind of remove myself that question from my friend group and I can go to this almost other friend group that is this huge group of people that one of them is bound to know or give be able to give me a recommendation and because 
I have asked those groups so many questions in the past and I've gotten incredible answers or at least like the answer that I'm looking for. I know that I can trust that I can ask that group and get the, get a response that I'm looking for. I feel like what's so cool about brand communities is that even if you're a part of the same community as someone else, your experience will be completely different from theirs. Like if you are a part of a community, say about like a specific interest that you have, just because you're also in that community, you're going to have a different experience than somebody else that's also in that community, which I think is an amazing thing. And I absolutely love that about brand communities because, and we, we, we've been talking about this a lot where there's those communities that are born from brands. So if you think about like, like a Disney, Disney has the people who are mommy bloggers or just mom's parents, they have a whole community of people that love Disney because it's, they're showing it to their kids or they grew up on it. Then there's a whole nother group of a community that loves to go to the parks and just loves everything that has to do with Disney, the characters. So there's so many, there's, there's brand communities within brand communities, a brand that is able to create a new product based on their brand community. Disney plus was, did phenomenal because all of these people love the Disney brand, but yeah, it's not going to do as well when it's NBC Peacock because, I mean, maybe there's a community around that, but people get Peacock, in my opinion, for the content that is in the product, whereas people got Disney Plus because they love the brand. And that's such an interesting way to kind of like think about, especially when it comes to the streaming platforms. And there's, I mean, you also have like a Lululemon and the, the way that they've been able to create their community around, I mean, it's, it, it's apparel, but they also do really cool initiatives where, so, I mean, this was pre-pandemic, but they also had, they hosted, you know, different classes in their stores and you were able to get a, like a loaned outfit while you took the class. And that was a way for them to really get people to love their clothing. And then you have like a Starbucks where, I mean, I have seen a million TikToks of different people that are a part of the Starbucks community, but in different ways. Like there's a million different drinks that you can make. And this kind of goes back to the idea of even if you're in the same community, you have a different experience with it where they're all creating all these different types of drinks. And they also, the, the Starbucks community, and this happens a lot with all different types of brands, but it also kind of goes into, and this is something that just happened in my real life, but it also blended into the Weight Watchers community because all of these people who, and Weight Watchers actually was a brand that was created from a community. There was, you know, the woman who started it had a group of friends and they were all, you know, losing weight together and they launched Weight Watchers out of it or WW, which is what it's now called. But it's so interesting when like a, a brand community goes within another one, because then when the people that are in, so I'm in a, you know, Weight Watchers Facebook group. And there's always people who are like, I still want to 
be able to, you know, hit, hit up my local Starbucks. What can I drink that is like adheres to the policies, you know, of the point system of Weight Watchers. So it's such an, it's such an interesting way that you can think about communities. But if we talk about how you can implement these, this kind of idea of a community into your own strategy as a brand. And I'll, I'll kind of uh, end with this, but because I, we, we really like to incorporate into these sessions, how, so we can obviously talk all day long about community, but it's important that we kind of tie it back to how you can actually start a community within your own brand, if that's something that you're interested in. And so a way to do that is, so there's, always going to be, you know, a ton of different types of members within your community, but the ones that we usually point out are influencers, creatives, you know, your customers are obviously going to be one of the number one parts of your community, ambassadors that you may have, also like experts. So that's a great way to help cultivate a community. Like if you think about on TikTok, all the dermatologists who have been able to give people advice about their skincare routines, then you can go so far. And I think this is probably one of the most overlooked parts of a brand community because you're constantly, like, if you're a marketer, you're constantly thinking about, oh, my customers, the influencers that are a part of my brand, things like that. Your employees are pretty much like the best representation of your brand and should be one of the biggest parts of a community that you've launched. Like they should be the most vocal, the most, the people that should be spreading the word of mouth about the community for your brand should be your employees. And I mean, that's kind of what happened with Glossier. It, it's not just about like a brand solving a problem. It's people taking like this girl, Jackie, taking it on herself and being like, being vocal and like raising her voice and being like, we are not represented. There are not enough options for us. So let me create this safe space for people to also voice their opinions. And then brands started listening. So what's interesting is that I've been hearing incredible things about the foundation that launched, but, and I feel like this kind of also plays in to the idea of brand community is the fact that there not too long ago, she got a lot of backlash. The KVD brand got a lot of backlash and a lot of people were not, were not shopping her brand. And now it seems like, yeah, it seems like the community has come back around and now supports the brand again. That emotional connection is so important. And I think that that is why a lot of times when we advise on when, you know, we have brands come in saying they want to create these communities is why you need to have a more of a hands-off approach and you cannot control. I mentioned this earlier, you cannot control the scale that happens within your community because, and you can't, because if your brand is constantly trying to you know, create conversation within these communities, it's always going to seem like it's a sales tactic. And that is why the, the communities end up failing because brands insert themselves too much. And then people are like, oh, like they're just trying to sell me on their product. 
That's why it needs to come from that emotional connection of, okay, I love this foundation because it makes me feel really confident and makes me feel beautiful. And I want to talk to other people who also feel this exact same way and find out about other products that they use that they're using in their entire routine. This is just one foundation within my beauty routine. I want to meet other people and hear other people who are using the same foundation as me, but what other products are they also using within their beauty routines that maybe I could get recommendations from? And then it just snowballs into this incredible community that's able to be created. I kind of talked a little bit about the members of your brand community, but when you think about the influencer partners that you work with, they're a great person to tap into as a resource to continue to create if say you have a Facebook group that you created or you have a reward system that you've created, your influencer partners that, hey, you know, you find through Aspire IQ, they are a great resource to share word of mouth about the reward system that you've created and what you can, all the perks that you can get. They're a great resource for that. Another way is for having them even say you've created a forum or you've created a Facebook group, having your influencers be a part of those Facebook groups or that forum and creating, having them create conversation that way is a great way to use them as kind of a partner beyond just creating, you know, an Instagram post or a TikTok video for you. Go that extra mile and have them be a moderator for a day. Maybe you it's, you know, maybe you get this macro influencer that you're, you've say you've pulled your current, you know, customers, they say, you know, we love this one influencer, go ahead and bring that influencer in for, you know, a Q and a, and that's a great way to expand your community and continue to scale it and also offer this resource that they wouldn't necessarily get. Otherwise, it's almost like when you, you know, used to be able to buy a ticket to an in-person event and you had a speaker there that you really thought was an interesting person that you wanted to hear from. That's a great way to also help build your community. And what you also mentioned about, I love that you said be there for your community. And I feel like that kind of ties back to the reason why we wanted to talk about brand communities today. That, that article that I mentioned in the beginning with ABC Carpet is that even though it, I mean, it wasn't like the CEO's job necessarily, like in this sense, it was, it was an incredible thing for him to, you know, step in and do. And I feel like that's another way a community can be such an impactful part of a brand is that you can get real time feedback, say, you know, you have this community, you have a product that came out and you got feedback that something went wrong with the product. That's a great, you can see that, that feedback right there and you can step in. That's a time when that's okay to step into your community and say, we've heard your feedback. Here's how we're going to fix it. And so I think that's another really powerful way that brand communities can just kind of impact an entire brand. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up now. Thank you everyone for tuning in. This has really been incredible. All the feedback that you have given us is we love having people on stage asking questions and giving their own feedback. Continue to tune in. We are doing this every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And if you have any other topics that you think you would love to hear about, if you're a brand who would love to talk strategy with us, or if you have a new product launching and you want to chat about it, 
definitely go ahead and join our Slack channel. I mentioned this earlier. It's our own community. It's called the Coffee Shop. Go ahead and join it and ping us and let us know. We post about we post the room link in there every Tuesday. Thanks everyone for listening, and we will be back next week.